Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A new week starts right here, right now. Live on a Monday morning on the early line on SportsGrid and all across the SportsGrid network. That includes SportsGrid.com slash watch, where you can find your favorite destination and consume everything all across the grid. I am Ben Stevens. He is Donnie Wright's side. We are together bright and early on this Monday to set up a new week. As Donnie might say, new week, new money. We do that here over the next three hours up until 11 a.m. Eastern time. All-Star weekend around the association in Indianapolis a historic NBA all-star game in 2024 the ramifications from it and where we sit at the all-star break in the NBA huge weekend in college basketball DRS four weeks from this exact moment we won't be talking about a weekend of conference action we'll be breaking down the field of 68 in the NCAA tournament bracket so much to get to here over these next three hours and over a few short weeks here as well, as we flip it into March, daylight savings will start to kick in. The days will Woo! get longer. The college basketball will get better. And soon enough, we will have Major League Baseball spring training games coming up, I believe, wow. later this week as well. The tide is turning in a good direction here, Ben. We are getting closer to spring. As Puxatani Phil said, it's going to be an early spring. And that guy, he don't miss. Last night in the NBA All-Star game, very few players missed as well as we saw a historic offensive output in the All-Star game. The first time ever a team has scored 200 points or more. 211 for the Eastern Conference as we go back to the East versus West for the first time since 2017 in the East picks up a huge win 211 to 186 211 points in an NBA all-star game quickly we welcome in that sports grid radio audience here hour number one of a new week beginning on a Monday morning it's the early line Sirius XM channel 159 all of our radio terrestrial affiliates now on the fold as well he is Donnie I am Ben the most points we have ever seen in an NBA All-Star game combined. The first time a team has scored 200 or more. 211, Donnie, for the Eastern Conference as they win outright as a short underdog. And a total that through the weekend worked its way down to 356 pregame. Skies well over with 397 points combined. Yeah, we'll hit these topics a little bit later, but it's interesting to see because I was trying to ride the tea leaves here, Ben, and say, what do you think is going to happen in this All-Star game? I thought the Western Conference had a better overall roster, but you can't measure I don't care as much, right? And then also, you take a look at the total where around the NBA, I tried to play it into this, Ben, and said to myself, you know what? I think this game is going to go under because I like what I'm hearing out of the commissioner, out of the older veteran players, out of the guys that have watched the game. Hey, look, you know what? You guys are awesome. Play a little defense and see what happens. Like, you know what? They might buy into it. They didn't buy into it. They went the exact opposite direction. Was it fun to watch? I guess. Were there a lot of points? Absolutely. But we're going to talk about if changes are going to be made to the All-Star games, which quite frankly happens in every All-Star game. You hit that breaking point, Ben. It did not seem as though Commissioner Adam Silver loved to see 211 points scored by one side, 39 of them, a team high for the Eastern Conference by Damian Lillard, who was named the All-Star Game MVP for the first time in his eight career All-Star Games, this for the first time as a member of the Eastern Conference. He hit 11 threes last night in Indianapolis. He hit the most threes on Saturday night to go back-to-back as your three-point champion in the NBA All-Star Weekend three-point contest. He goes back-to-back 
as does Mac McClung in the dunk contest as well. An underwhelming dunk contest where the judges were lost, the audience was lost listening to the commentators. An interesting NBA All-Star Saturday. No, it certainly was. And usually the dunk is the culmination of the All-Star weekend, getting you ready for the All-Star game. And it is enjoyable, but the simple fact of the matter is, I know it's supposed to be a lot of fun stuff, right? And I enjoy Mac McClung coming back, and I thought he deserved to win that. We'll get into that in a little bit. But when the audience knows so much more about the dunks than these old-timers out here that I'm not even sure can see anymore at this point, just throwing up (laughs) random numbers, it sort of lost its luster right away, where every time the dunk was made, the crowd would wait for the reaction from the judges, and then Zanley boo it, and they were correct every single time, Ben. Yeah, it was interesting. The highlight of the night, in my opinion, Steph Curry versus Sabrina Ionescu, who started with 26 made threes. That would have put her into the finals of the three-point contest overall. It's just Steph Curry answered with 29 to win that competition. A highlight event, and we focus on how cool the event was. Again, not the commentating around said event. To basketball that actually matters yesterday in college hoops. Number two team in the country, Purdue on the road in Columbus, a tumultuous week for Ohio State men's basketball, firing Chris Holtman, who was the head coach in Columbus for seven seasons on Wednesday. Ohio State entered, losing nine of their last 11 games against the Purdue team that had won nine straight interim head coach Jake Diebler in his debut, and the Buckeyes pull off the upset at home in Columbus, 73-69. Ohio State Donnie winning outright as an eight-and-a-half-point underdog. This is why when we start to turn to March and say, can Purdue get it done? These are the games that scare you. Nobody would have been upset if Purdue had gone on the road and lost to a quality opponent. But these are the ones where the matchups are. It's not as if Purdue, Ben, is advancing in March Madness and then getting knocked off by Blue Bloods like Kentucky. If you have a starting lineup of everybody under 6'3 and you're from New Jersey, you got a great chance at knocking out (laughs) Purdue at this point. That is a bad loss by Purdue yesterday. I was surprised, Ben. We'll talk about the weekend in college basketball. I think the Boilers are fine overall. The interim head coaching bump for Jake Diebler, who has been a member of the Ohio State men's basketball program for eight seasons, a monumental moment in his coaching career. A big moment in Rick Pitino's coaching career yesterday as well. He is miserable. He's having the least fun he's ever had. I'm not just saying that. Patino said that after the game yesterday, the Johnnies out on Long Island hosting Seton Hall. St. John's blows an early 19-point opening half lead as Shaheen Holloway and Hall Ball come back to beat St. John's 68-62, winning outright as a six-and-a-half-point dog. Now, there's a lot of tape on these games out here, Ben, but basically Rick Pitino told you yesterday, you want to beat my team, just run them sideline to sideline, and you'll kick the hell out of us, and I look forward to you guys doing that the rest of the season. Interesting take from Pitino here for the rest of the season for those Johnnies. We'll have a lot more conversation about that one later on in Hour 2. South Florida. The best team in the American, a 12-1 record, but it wasn't easy yesterday for USF. They were up by 25 with eight and a half minutes remaining in regulation. FAU comes all the way back, but South Florida holds on, winning 90-86 to outright as a five-and-a-half point home underdog, Donnie. Down in the Sun Dome there. By the way, 12-1 and overall in conference play. You're right. That is Whew. a shocking occurrence here. Maybe the new top dogs in the American this year. South Florida has won 11 straight. They have covered in 9 of 11. News around the world of sports. Hideki Matsuyama yesterday at Riviera in the Genesis Invitational. A final round, 62. He is victorious. The lowest ever round shot by the eventual champion at Riviera. And we had a huge weekend in the NHL. Donnie's a hockey sharp. The stadium series yesterday, the Rangers win an overtime thriller at MetLife. 6-5 in OT. We'll have... Plenty more around the stadium series again with the hockey sharp Donnie right side at the end of this opening hour. Back to All-Star Weekend in Indianapolis up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, 
No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. NBA All-Star Weekend in Indianapolis. Did you have fun? Did you care? Well, you saw some history in Indy last night. The highest scoring NBA All-Star game ever the first team to ever go over 200 points to 11 in fact for the eastern conference as we return to east versus west for the first time since 2017 six years without east versus west we had team captains in an nba all-star draft there was some hope maybe it would spark motivation and pride once again we got rid of the elam ending that was confusing just a focus on good and fun basketball and there were some fun moments but I think you really felt either way about the all-star game depending on what your expectations were entering said all-star weekend in Indianapolis we start with the game then our reactions 211 186 the final score for the east the west closed as a two and a half point favorite the east plus 118 on the money line a seven and a half point favorite at the halftime break as they led 104 89 the first ever team to score more than 200 points donning the total worked its way down it was 362 and a half we last spoke on friday it closed at 356 no matter it goes well over 300 in 97 combined points we almost hit the 400 point benchmark between the two clubs yeah and the interesting part coming into it was the fact that there was going to be no elam ending which means no cap on the fourth quarter so some people right up the bat might say you know what i'm just going to take the over because now i have an uncapped fourth quarter and we know that these teams tend to run away which means we get a lot of offense yep. in the all-star games and we understand that but the reason for the dip was not because nobody forgot the rules and why you know there's elam ending it's that the the you know talk behind the scenes was look we're not going to play defense like it's the 1990s in the NBA and the game's going to be 98 97 we knew that's not going to be the case you always want your athletes to show up because that's what the all-star game is for but some of that talk from the background was like okay like we're not going to just make a mockery and throw alley-oops left and right which they did or shoot from half court three-point shots which they did we're going to play a semblance of a basketball game which again might cut huh. off Ben about 10 or 15 points from the total which you wouldn't miss out on but enough to maybe hit an under or keep that in a one 160 to 140 round something like that right well that didn't happen at all and you knew it right away yeah. a 53 47 first quarter multiple guys making 10 plus three point shots one guy even scored 50 yeah. points in carl anthony towns and wasn't even the mvp in this game we'll get into the you know what we think is going to happen but i do ask this question right like the all-star game the need for it i don't think there is and maybe the all-star game would be better ben if you just played it after the season that's sort of like an all-star weekend where it's just a lot about a fun and parties and one last shot at your players here you can have some fun before you take that summer break into training camp i don't know but i know this a lot of people watching on their couch you get instant reaction on social media i didn't see very many people saying this is such a great all-star game i can't wait to watch next year no. it's almost a wide pan of it saying we got to get back to just playing basketball which is always interesting the people will let you know right away ben absolutely so and that has been the reaction my only hesitation is what did you expect did you expect yeah. to see defense? Did you expect to see intensity? Did you expect to see effort? LeBron James, after the game, was happy with the performance because nobody got injured. And maybe that's where it is. An <laughs> exhibition game in the middle of a season before teams reemerge for their final 25-plus games into the playoff push. Commissioner Adam Silver not happy after the game as he awarded the All-Star Game trophy to the Eastern Conference and said, well, East... You won, and you scored 211 points. I get it. The players don't care, and maybe we shouldn't really care about the level of effort in the game as well. But what did you hope for? 
What did you expect? I actually thought there were some fun moments when Luka tried to dunk off the backboard by himself and got stuffed by the rim. Damian Lillard picked up the basketball and then hit a half-court three in stride. I mean, those are the fun moments from an NBA All-Star game, if that is your expectation. Again, we will talk about the significance in just a moment. But Damian Lillard, eighth NBA All-Star game in his career, first for the Eastern Conference. Of course, it's been non-East versus West the last six seasons, and his first NBA All-Star game MVP award, 39 points, a team high for the Eastern Conference, 11 of 23 from beyond the arc, 11 to 1 to win the NBA All-Star game MVP award, named after Kobe Bryant before the game got started last night in Indy. And speaking of in Indy, Tyrese Halliburton, also great last night 32 points Pacers fans wanted him to win the MVP award Dame got booed when he was presented the award on stage by Ernie Johnson yeah and that's the good part about it like the crowd will let you know right away and of course you're going to get booed there winning an MVP when you thought the hometown kid was supposed to get that there and certainly showing out and the reason why I picked Steph Curry to win MVP in this game was similar to the thought process behind look there's going to be a lot of people dunking the basketball but the ultimate equalizer is doing something ridiculous like making over 10 three-point shots in a basketball game which Halliburton and also Dame did so you knew they were going to go toe-to-toe Carl Anthony Towns out here just knocking down 50 points on one side coming off the bench and only playing 28 minutes and shooting 35 yeah. times might be even more <laughs> impressive at that point here but overall like it's a showcase and we get that but also the questions start to arise here ben when you take a look at why the all-star game is played back in the day it was like hey we need an extra bump for the nba a revenue night and my goodness like a yeah. kid in portland or a kid maybe back in the day in new orleans they don't get to see these guys on a day-to-day basis and for one day every year all the stars are on the court and it's a lot of fun and also right. these guys were rivals back then so a lot of things have changed over the past 20 30 and 40 years where we have the nba league pass we see these guys every single night social media is there with sure. hundreds of clips of these guys from what they were doing so now you take a look at the all-star game hey look everybody's there and you can tell from the arena itself from opening introductions all the way through, it sounds like it's a golf clap because we've all been there, done that, and certainly it's a corporate environment at these games. Is there a need for an all-star game? Maybe not, but as long as the NBA goes like, hey, I don't care if you guys like it or not, we make an extra $10 million every time we put the all-star game on clear in our pockets, they're going to continue to do that, and rightfully so. Now, the NFL goes, we could put on a Pro Bowl that's going to be higher ranked than any, you know, actual NBA game and or all-star game or even finals game. But even they realize, look, it doesn't do the sport any good. Yes, we're making money, but it's a bad look. I'm interested to see if the NBA does make changes. And also, then, can they make any changes, right? I mean, we've looked at a lot of changes to all-star formats in a variety of sports, the NHL, the NFL that we'll get to in just a moment, even Major League Baseball that I believe has the best all-star break, all-star weekend type of festivities capped off by an all-star game. They've made changes to that because they tried to add significance. The winner of the all-star game got home field advantage in a World Series. People are like, it's still an exhibition. Let's not determine the most important award in this sport by an all-star game. All of that is is understood i wonder what the change would be for the nba as we look at the stats last night shea gilgis alexander over his points prop finishing with 31 he was 7 of 10 from deep last year jason tatum set the all-star game record with 50 points he won the mvp award this year cat had 50 as well off the bench, 35 field goal attempts. Oftentimes, Donnie, we had seen either Elam ending or just all-star game format East versus West. The final two minutes, the final four minutes of the fourth quarter as the game, as the guys were trying to win an actual game, that defensive intensity does ratchet up. Not the case last night. Carl Anthony Towns, I think, took the final 10 shots of the game for the Western Conference, but ties an all-star game record with a 50 piece so Donnie if we are going to change the all-star game format and we'll get into all-star weekend on the other side of the break what would that change be that's different than what we see now that would be my only question of how the format would even move yeah, and that's that's the big question of all because money doesn't motivate anymore. It used to be a long time and equated to any All-Star game in any sport. Like the Pro Bowl in the NFL where you got to go to Hawaii, it was like, man, I need that $100,000 check, man. That's that's a big yeah. deal for me. I'm going to take this serious because I believe you got like an extra 50000 if you want it. And they took it really seriously. You're going to tell a guy that has a contract for $300 million and another shoe contract for $100 million, hey, we'll give you an extra million if you win. No, he's going to party all weekend long, relax, and play the game he yeah. wants to. That's just the fact of life now in the NBA, Ben. 
And some people were not happy with the snowy and wintry conditions in Indianapolis, this nation's best sports hosting city around the country. More from NBA All-Star Weekend. What happened on Saturday? Next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. NBA All-Star Weekend in Indianapolis. We just talked about the All-Star Game. We'll talk about the weekend overall and what might be coming in the future if any changes are on the horizon to the game itself, to All-Star Saturday night. But before we get to Saturday, let's go to Friday. Donnie Wrightside and I, a couple of rising game challenge sharps. As we correctly predicted the final matchup, Donnie went with Team Detlef Shrimp to pull Mm. off the upset over Team Tamika or whoever it was that had Victor Wembanyama and everybody in there. It was Detlef versus Jalen Rose, the team that I expected to win, and Jalen Rose's team did. Plus 310 was that number. But Donnie, you and I see in the board clearly to enter All-Star Weekend. Yeah, it was nice. You want to take some long shots out there. You want to root for some home teams here, which the Pacers did themselves very well here. And it was surprising that Team Detlef did pick up a victory here. So I was feeling that good mojo. But look, sometimes talent does win out in the end. But loved it. Detlef, maybe they can even raise a banner up there. Like, hey, second place would be fantastic up there in Gamebridge Fieldhouse. With a bunch of G League guys that Donnie didn't even know. Team Detlef shrimp taken in the home cooking of Indianapolis Mm -hmm. under the Pacers legend. And then Donnie correctly predicted the skills challenge winner because of the home yes. floor advantage for team Pacers. I had team mm-hmm. all-stars a crushing half court shootout where I had no <laughs> idea what Scotty Barnes was doing. I thought the highlight of Saturday night was Stephen Curry versus Sabrina Ionescu. It was that head-to-head three-point contest and shootout where Sabrina came out shooting from the NBA three-point line and hit 26. That number would have put her into the finals of the overall three-point contest. It's just that one of the best shooters in the sport went up against the best shooter this sport has ever seen in Stephen Curry, who hit 29 when he was up in his round to take the contest. It felt really quick, though, Donnie. It felt rather short. I thought maybe a best of three. It was just one and done. Steph at 29, Sabrina 26. I thought it was a really cool event that could be expanded in years to come. Yeah, no, and it can be expanded in the years to come because at least it gives us something a little bit fresh here. The one thing that we do like is the three-point shooting contest because, quite frankly, the NBA now is a full three-point shooting league. I just wanted to see, like, why would Steph Curry, who's lining up with Sabrina to go one-on-one, I thought the winner of that should then advance into the actual three-point competition itself because it would have been awesome if Sabrina would have upset Steph Curry. A little buzz around Twitter and X out here going, like, you know what? you got to tune into this. Sabrina just knocked off Steph and is now looking to take down the entire plate of NBA superstars here. That would have been interesting to watch it play out at this point, but it certainly didn't disappoint, which I didn't think it would. 
The moment that you told me that we were going to be shooting from the three-point line, the NBA three-point line on both sides, I didn't care if Sabrina made three of those because I just wanted to see the matchup from that distance here. And she did very well, which was great. But again, you're going up against yeah. the ultimate marksman in the history of the game toe-to-toe here. We expected Steph to win, and he did, and he did it clutch by making a couple shots late. But that was a good performance all the way around, something that didn't fall flat there, which was nice. Shout out Sabrina Ionescu as well, putting herself out there in NBA All-Star Weekend, one of the stars of the W, because there could have been a lot of negativity. Instead, the event itself was sensational, and that was highlighted in the social media realm. The actual broadcast and a certain individual known as the Jet, a different story when you're live on national television. Lay off the juice on the outside. As we keep it rolling through NBA All-Stars Saturday night, Damian Lillard goes back-to-back in winning the three-point contest himself. 26, a big weekend for Dame. All-Star game MVP, three-point contest winner for the second straight year, becoming just the seventh player in NBA All-Star history to win back-to-back or repeat as a three-point champion. Yeah, it's a good performance there. And again, coming into it, Dame Lillard has been struggling from three-point range in NBA games. But the one thing that you do know, it's a different sport that you guys play, right? From LA fitness to rec ball to, you know, high school basketball. And the thing I always get a kick at is when they watch these guys warm up, it's like you're actually amazed they even miss a single shot here. But still, the pressure is on the biggest stage. You know, the the, the lights are dimmed down. The court's all lit up. You still have to perform out there. So it's pretty (laughs) impressed that Dame went out there and just lit the lamp all the way around here because you see every once in a while great shooters not perform in those moments why because it's just different there you're not in an nba flow at this point you are out there and you know what the pressure is and he performed admirably there in that the courts are getting too weird nba in-season tournament one of the weirdest things you'll ever see on the hardwood all of nba all-star saturday it was completely dim everywhere yes they were in lucas oil a football stadium that they tried to make feel more like an nba arena or at least a basketball arena but the court was glowing it was super weird colors i felt like it had to be distracting for the overlay on the actual floor itself dame did enter as the favorite to make it two consecutive three-point contest victories he cashed that plus 450 ticket the odds on favorite to make it two straight dunk contests Mac McClung minus 240. It wasn't easy for Mac McClung, who was by far the best dunker of the night because Jalen Brown has the name brand and the notoriety. Somehow he got into the finals, but Mac McClung does edge him out for a second consecutive dunk contest championship. He was asked afterward, would you make it three straight? Next year, and he said, maybe. I don't think it's Mac McClung's choice, though, Donnie. The NBA is going to come calling. We need you back out there, my man. Yeah, exactly. So he gets sent back down to the G League, and I'm pretty sure he gets a FedEx letter that goes, you will continue to stay in the G League. You will continue to be paid, and we look forward to your participation next year in the NBA dunk competition. Should you renege on this and not want to actually go to the NBA All-Star game, you will be released next Monday morning. Have a good week, Max. (laughs) So basically, that's the letter that he's getting at this point now. But quite frankly, I love him in it. He's fun to watch dunk. He's certainly creative here. We've talked about it for years and years and years. The superstars need to get into this dunk contest and think I love about it is all the NBA superstars talk about we need superstars to get in it and then they just send Jalen Brown who again I'm not saying Jalen Brown can't be explosive and be great in a dunk contest but when you're talking about the great dunkers in the NBA Jalen Brown doesn't come up for me at all so even when we were talking about on Friday hey who do you got in the dunk competition I actually had to go to Google and type in Jalen Brown like that's not the same Jalen Brown. He must have spelled a little bit differently. Yeah, it's supposed yeah, to be Jalen yeah, Brown. Yeah. I never heard it was in the dunk competition. And certainly he was uninspiring in the dunk competition, to say the least. But the fun of NBA All-Star Weekend is, let's just say if the top four superstars in the NBA got together in a dunk competition, it would generate a lot of buzz. There'd be a lot of fun. You could have unbelievable dunkers, but if we don't really know who they are, why don't you just get the top five dunkers worldwide who nobody ever heard of and just put them in the NBA dunk yeah. competition? That defeats the whole point. We want to see the superstars on the biggest stage do it. And until we get that, dunk contest is going to struggle, Ben. Jaime Hawkins was sensational in the opening round. Jacob Toppin did a crazy dunk in front of his brother Obi, who had won. I mean, the second dunk Jacob Toppin had to get like a 48 Jim Brown. It was crazy. 
It was crazy. Jalen Brown put on a glove because we've made fun of his inability to dribble with his left hand. And the judges are like, oh, sensational. Sensational. Those <laughs> judges stink. The atmosphere stunk. They need to change the dunk contest. Mac McClung was great. No shot at Mac McClung, who also had dunk after dunk with some creativity we had never seen before. I think we're all spoiled by Aaron Gordon versus Zach Levine back in 2016 in Toronto. We'll never forget that. It always sticks in the craw. We want that to be the case. We want the dunk contests of the 80s and the 90s and Dominique and all of that and MJ from the free throw line. Those days are gone. So when we speak about the NBA All-Star game, the format of the weekend, what changes can be made? Star power for sure in the dunk contest. I think that's the number one thing. We've always said that, though, for the past decade. I'm not sure we're going to get it ever. I don't really know why. There is the risk of injury, but it doesn't seem like the most taxing thing for the guys that are actually out there. Maybe I'm incorrect. I've never been able to even touch rim. For the actual game format itself, if you're going to break it down even further from the exhibition that it is, does it start to resemble the Pro Bowl games where it's not even football? It's not even two-touch football, really. It's the flag football event. But this isn't really an opportunity to do that in basketball. Would it be three-on-three? Three? Would it be a tournament of the sort? Would it just be a skills challenge all throughout the weekend with some other fun and quirky events? Outside of making the guys play defense, I don't really know what else can be done to change the format. No, there's nothing you can really do at this point, and that's why we don't need an NBA All-Star game anymore, but we'll continue to have them because it makes money and it's, and it's programming. And you say, hey, what's the highest-rated show of the night between males for 18 to 35? Of course, it's going to be the NBA All-Star game, and that's all they really care about. Now, I agree with you here. Like, you, if you just take the game out itself on a Sunday and just make it an All-Star weekend where you see all the skills challenges. Just have the top NBA players do those skills challenges. People will tune in. People have fun, but we understand that it's lighthearted. Nobody was tuning into the Pro Bowl waiting for hard-hitting action football, but we at least wanted to see guys get tackled to the ground in a semblance of a football game. So when you went to the Pro Bowl games, which I don't like, and again, it's not my demographic anymore, but I'm pretty sure if I was a kid, Ben, and my favorite player was Jalen Hurts and I was 14 years old, I'm going to be tuning in on Sunday to see him in a flag football game because that's cool. When I was growing up, it was, wow, man, Dan Marino, Randall Cunningham in a skills competition where they're throwing against moving targets. I thought that was great. This yeah. time around, me being in my mid-40s, I'd probably say this is dumb I'm not watching, but again, it's not my target demographic. But also, Ben, the fact of All-Star Weekend is now turned to All-Star Week. We're going to stop playing basketball on a Thursday and then pick it up the next Thursday because these guys need a break. But yet again, they're not really playing basketball over the weekend as well. I could see still have an All-Star Weekend, but kick it right back up on Tuesday. Like have that one down day, which is today on a Monday, yeah. and go right Tuesday. I bet you there's less of a, oh my goodness, because you know what? Tomorrow on Tuesday, when we're looking yeah. for NBA basketball, don't have it. And then Wednesday, we're looking for NBA basketball, don't have it because of it got held up for this All-Star game, which no Nobody seems to care about anyway at this point. That's where we're heading in this spot. It gives us a lot of time to reset and look at where the NBA yep. stands. Every team has played at least 53 games of the 82 in a regular season. As Doc Rivers said for his Milwaukee team, when they lost in Memphis on Thursday night, we had some guys here, some guys in Cabo. At least the guys get to get to Cabo now for this short week. Back on the early line in just a few. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It is a Monday. The vibes are high live right here on the early line on Sports Grid. It is the all-star break now in the association. Much to the chagrin of Donnie Wright's side, the NBA does not play again until Thursday night. After all-star weekend in Indianapolis, Monday off, Tuesday off, Wednesday off. When they return, less than 30 games left in the regular season for every team around the association. Oftentimes, Donnie, we think of all-star breaks in sports as the halfway point, the reset of a regular season we are going to reset and look at the markets overall in the association but it is certainly not the halfway point when these teams return it's the home stretch it's that postseason push with just about 27 to 29 games remaining for every team around the nba all 30 clubs yeah and you know what the interesting part about it is now ben as handicappers is this time the now the time that we should be firing away because if you have a perceived notion that a team is going Mm. to go on a run and you probably have the best indicator being all right the all-star game is done the sprint to the playoffs begins now everything that we did over the past couple months here was getting ready for this spot here getting rested and coming out of that gate hot from the all-star break so we're going to take a look at some of these overall odds here to win the nba championship but i feel if you have a strong inclination that a team is going to make a run here, you better bet it now. Because if you're waiting and say, okay, we're close to the playoffs. This team has won seven of eight games. You could have had a 14 to one price. That's now a 12 to one price. So I think now is some of those times we have to start to make those decisions on who you actually think is going to win the NBA championship if you haven't bet it yet. Absolutely so. I think this is the time to reset. You can look at make playoff prices as well around the association conference championship odds. And of course, where we begin the odds to win the Larry O'Brien trophy this year, that NBA title. The Boston Celtics are by far the best team in the NBA here at the All-Star break. 55 games for the Seas, a 43-12 and record. The only team to reach the 40-win benchmark so far this season, and they have 40 three victories plus 260 the price for boston not all that far behind but still nearly a two dollar gap the reigning nba champs the denver nuggets at plus 440 the clippers have made their move up the board and in the western conference standings plus 554 la a tumultuous time for milwaukee three and seven in the 10 games under doc rivers six and one for the bucks but donnie you even see it there the big four slightly different than the big four entering the nba season that was the Suns swapped out now for the clippers but phoenix at a 14 to 1 price eight dollars behind milwaukee there is still that big four the four teams around the nba a six to one price or better yeah, exactly. You're taking a look at that Western Conference here in the top shelf teams, right? The Timberwolves and the Thunder record-wise here within a game and a half of each yeah. other. But then you have another two teams in the Clippers and the Nuggets within three total games of first place Minnesota altogether. So we're looking at an unbelievable finish in the West. The thing that'll get interesting here in the East is when are we buying in on, right? Are you going to buy in the Boston Celtics right now? We know we're the best team in the East. Is there any value whatsoever? Or are you waiting for maybe the Celtics to slip up a little bit here post All-Star break to get a slightly better number? But the question is going to come back to bay. The Celtics probably won't do that, and they'll be the consistent favorites all the way through. But you're taking a look at the Cavaliers now jumping over the Bucks, And as I said, making that decision now coming out of the All-Star break, if you think the Milwaukee Bucks are going to get it together, you got a great price right now. Yeah. You really do. If you say, you know what, they're going to be a quality team to end up with the two seed, and yes, they're going to have to battle the Celtics to get to the NBA Finals, but I think they can win in a seven-game series. Or are you under the objective, you know what, I'm looking for the teams behind the Milwaukee Bucks because they showed me what they are. And I don't think just because you come out of the all-star break, Doc's going to drop some unbelievable plays and away you go. Because you have to remember, variance happens in the NBA, and sometimes it's just through injuries here. Damon Lewis is a veteran guy. If he breaks down, oh, well. Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's very durable, if he breaks down, that could hurt as well. Now, you don't want to factor that technically into your handicapping on a day-to-day basis, but the one team you're looking at, which you could be extremely bad, boomer bust feels like of anybody, it's the Milwaukee Bucks. They could easily catch fire out of the break, or it could be more of the same. Next 10 games, 3-7, and what happened to the Bucks? Is Doc the right guy? Yeah, the Bucks right now, despite the bad vibes around the organization in a tumultuous season to this point, 
Still the third best record in the Eastern Conference. Yep. 14 games above 500, 35 and 21. But a $2 gap between Milwaukee and Boston for the best price to win the Eastern Conference crown. The Celtics plus 120. Boston getting closer and closer by the day, by the week in the Eastern Conference to be in an even money, maybe even odds on minus money favorite to win the East. There's a six-game cushion right now for Boston over the Cleveland Cavaliers, who have the second-best record in the Eastern Conference. Six-game cushion with about 27, 28 games remaining in this NBA regular season. That is a lot of ground for anybody to make up out East. We'll look at the odds to be the number one seed in the Western Conference in just a moment because those are available. No such odds in the Eastern Conference because Boston already has such a large advantage but that's the story in the east we'll get to the story in the west here in just a second the eastern conference donnie with milwaukee on a slide the sixers in limbo without joel Embiid. it's been the two teams on the rise who had wonderful months of january into this calendar year of 2024 the Cavs, who now have the second best record in the eastern conference and the new york knicks struggling into the all-star break but a huge month of January. Those two prices plus 750 right now for the Cavs to win the East. The Knicks third best price to win the Eastern Conference at plus 650 only behind the Celtics and the Bucks. Yeah, no, they're good prices that you're going to have value on them right now because, again, we used to be known, or what we thought coming into the season, I should say, is it's going to yeah. be just one-two battle here all the way through in the Eastern Conference. That's the Boston Celtics and the Bucks. But now you're starting to see the Bucks as, ooh, maybe more question marks than actually answers right now. And who can come through and sort of be that tag team opponent to say, you know what, we'll knock them out before we even get to the Boston Celtics and have a chance to play for maybe the Eastern Conference Finals. The interesting thing about New York is, didn't we love the grit, grime, and street cred that they were getting here with mm -hmm. multiple starters down in their lineup and still continue to win sort of caught up with them here but we want to see post all-star break Julius Randle coming back to the equation OG Ananobi being healthy and see what the Knicks actually are capable of doing like what I saw but rightfully so they were going to run out of gas the Cleveland Cavaliers coming into the season we expected as maybe it's that team to finally take that next step they're not necessarily winning yeah. the Eastern Conference but taking them seriously Ben coming into the playoffs not going like hey look they're talented enough to win a round but round number two they'll eventually get bounced out maybe they can win a round or two here coming into the playoffs but that one team that we take a look at now which again should be off the radar and rightfully so 14 to 1 price here at the FanDuel Sportsbook it's the Philadelphia 76ers yeah. and he said well how could you do that or trust Joel Embiid well the unknown sometimes Ben is a lot more fun to bet and pretend because you can get value on that because what if the unknown is Joel Embiid takes time off and it's a blessing in disguise he comes back he's in shape ready to go a little bit rusty in round number one gets his legs and by round number two doesn't have all that wear and tear on him here that he has throughout the season yeah. typically in the past few years where he does wear down in the playoffs if you can tell me right now which again I know you can't but if you're just playing office, the price point to win the East, if you get a healthy MVP caliber Joel Embiid, now team with Buddy Heel, Tyrese Maxey, and the rest of the fellows on the Sixers healthy in the playoffs, yeah. that's a fun, intriguing one. But of the if you're taking a look at Cleveland and also New York, I actually trust Cleveland a little bit more than New York, I do, Ben. And that's the story in the East. I think it is mm -hmm. the Sixers, and I think it's the Heat. Because right now, yeah. even with where the Bucks might be at their peak and in their best form, it runs through Boston. So is there value on the 76ers yeah. at 14-1 to or for the Heat at 16-1, to knowing Miami has reached the Eastern Conference Finals three of the previous four seasons and have never looked like a world beater for the most part in the regular season. Last year, the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference playoffs. Because if you expect the fall off behind Boston, where exactly is that value? Cleveland, by the way, after a loss to Toronto on New Year's Day, was 19-15. and 15. From that point, the Cavaliers have won 18 of their last 20. New York lost four straight into the All-Star break, five of their last six, but they were great in the month of January. Donnie, a story we have followed all year long that I think will only ramp up in terms of the focus and maybe the intensity of the debate and conversation now here in the home stretch following the All-Star break is how are those up-and-comers in the Western Conference going to truly be viewed as title contenders? The Minnesota Timberwolves, who have the best record in the West, second best in the NBA overall, and the Oklahoma City Thunder. When you look at Minnesota right 
Now, 39-16, and 16, a game and a half clear of Oklahoma City, two games in front of the Clippers, a full three-game advantage in front of the Denver Nuggets. And we have those odds to be the number one seed in the Western Conference where Minnesota is the favorite, plus 135, but only 65 cents in front of the Clips at a two-to-one number. Yeah, and also, we're waiting to see what the Clippers' choice is going to be down the stretch. Do they want to get the number one overall seed? Of course, Ben. Every team would love to have that. But what's more important right. to the Clippers? Really grinding on that in the final two weeks of the season where maybe you have to pick up a game and a half over a team in front of you and wearing down some of your veteran superstar players that have been known to get wore down in the playoffs? Or do you back off and say, you know what? We're fine with the top four seed here. We're all good. We're going to be healthy. We're going to put our best foot forward once we get to the playoffs. Yeah. Now, if we're just trying to take a look at the Timberwolves versus OKC directly, I've stated it time and time again. Defense does win championships and it helps propel you. The one thing I do know, that defensive footprint here for the Timberwolves is very, very good. And we're still waiting to see what type of team OKC could be. And I know that sounds it's not fair where they're 37 and 17 on the season. You should know what they are. But now you start to get to the moments that really matter. And yeah. every game means something for the standings moving forward. The one thing I will say, if you look at the top four seeds, currently as it's listed right now in the standings for the Western Conference, look at the home records here. Minnesota 19-5. and five. OKC 21 and 6, the Clippers 20 and 6, the Denver Nuggets 21 and 5. Home court advantage yeah. means something here. And if you can get a team like OKC or Minnesota that doesn't have that championship pedigree just yet, you know how you get confidence, Ben? Continuing to be on your home court. And it always sounds nice. You get that number one seed. You know what that we always say? If you don't lose a game at home, you will win an NBA championship, which sounds great, much harder to do, as we know. But that gives some of these teams that yeah. haven't done it before a lot more confidence. Of those four teams in the hunt for that number one seed right now, we shared all three teams, Denver, L.A., OKC, Minnesota, in reverse order, separated by three games. There's a three-game drop-off to the Suns and the Pelicans, who sit in five and six, respectively, in the Western Conference standings. Phoenix, the hardest schedule in the home stretch of this NBA season. The Clippers, the seventh most difficult schedule around the NBA. The three other teams battling out for that number one overall seed, as the odds makers have it, OKC, Minnesota, and Denver. Three of the easiest 11 schedules left in the NBA. Oklahoma City, third easiest in the Western Conference. Only the Grizzlies and the Warriors have easier schedules. I think we'll focus on Golden State and L.A., that being the Lakers, a little bit later on in this week as we have the time to reset and their prices not to win the Western Conference, but to even see the Western Conference playoffs. Quick look at the odds boards in terms of the NBA awards. Of course, a big move in the MVP market with Joel Embiid now missing over 20 games this season, disqualified from that 65-game minimum. Nikola Jokic, an odds-on favorite at minus 140. Victor Wembanyama, a hefty odds-on favorite now at minus 600 to win the NBA Rookie of the Year. And you see a lot of minus money except for Mark Dagnall, who is the head coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder, to win the NBA's Coach of the Year. Yeah, it'll be interesting how many votes are going to come over the top here and change our opinions over the next couple of weeks on these awards. Sometimes they look like they're sewed up already, and then you get that late two-week stretch here. Is it just Jokic is the win here, the MVP? We'll find out, but I'm sort of rooting for SGA here on the side here, Ben. Yeah. Shea Gilgis Alexander, a big performance last night in the NBA yep. All-Star game. It will factor into those conference standings around the West as well. The hockey sharp Donnie right side gives you his takeaways from the stadium series. Next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Rounding out this opening hour of a Monday Live right here on the early line. If you were following on X or Twitter, as we call it, throughout the social media forums this weekend, stadium series in the National Hockey League, playing in outdoor stadiums with fun jerseys and fun warm-ups, walking into those venues. And you were probably following along with the hockey sharp himself, Donnie Wrightside, getting in some action for the stadium series. And if I'm not mistaken, DR, a perfect two for two clip no it was perfect two for two clip and by the way for the people that like to get yeah, down so money yeah. is money out here right so i bet tiger woods for last sure. week on the FanDuel sports okay so i oh. played into it and it's like donnie you don't even really like tiger woods i go yeah but i love money here so of course he has his three birdies and we picked that up for the w some people might have questioned my flyers fandom on saturday i go like wait a second donnie sure. took an odds boost of the FanDuel sports book here that was only two new jersey devils that's all that was available to me in new jersey and hershier scores within 30 seconds of the opening face off and catching that ticket and yes i did cheer that on so yes a hockey maven myself but money is always more important than the laundry that you cheer for out here remember that your bank account fills up even though those tears may spill crying that you lost that game because your favorite team was there come on man make the money instead man make the money that was the first matchup on Saturday. Donnie Wrightside was yep. crying after his Flyers Nailed got it. defeated by the New Jersey Devils 6-3, to uh, three, but he cashed a ticket and then cashed a ticket, I believe, yesterday in the all-New yeah. York affair between the Rangers and the Islanders. The Rangers were down 4-1 in the second. They trailed 5-3 to three with four minutes left in regulation. They come all the way back to force an extra session, and Artemi Panarin scores in the first 10 seconds of OT, the Blue Shirts winning Six to five. What was the best bet yesterday? Yeah, the best bet was just to load up again on guys to score goals and get points. Why? Because you saw nine goals in the outdoor game the night the day before. You got 11 on yeah. Sunday. So maybe 11. a thing to come here and take a look at those stadium series. I'm unbeaten in the I'm stadium series. When did it start? Last year? Is it the first year it started? But I'm unbeaten. <laughs> No, I think it's been going on for quite some time. Unbeaten against the stadium series and some other things in his life. Hour two starts in less than a minute. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.